welcome back to episode 37 of the Try Time Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Callum. And today we're going to be giving our reactions to the Championship and League One structures for the coming season, as well as a bit about the 1895 Cup and all the exciting stuff that's to come for that, I guess. The Cup that I have got wrong, the name wrong of so many times. How many times in the prep did I call this the 1975 yeah. Cup? Which I don't know if we're now just presenting a bust of Matta Healy to the winning club. I'm not quite sure how that would go down in terms of world's weirdest trophies. I have seen Sonic the Hedgehog given out for a genuine sporting event, though, so... Yeah, I mean, if we can it get Matt, if, if Matt Healy, I know he's a big fan of the podcast, so I'm sure Matt Healy will be listening to this. Um, so yeah, we'll have to get make sure we get him on. I mean, day. we are try time podcast still at our very best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll have to try and get some backstage tickets when we go next year. But, but We've right. got right. That's one tangent already. Right. So let's actually get on to the main topic. So I've got the statement here. I'll just skim through it just so it, it's all fresh in everyone's mind. Following a meeting of Betfred Championship and League One clubs last month, the RFL board has confirmed the structure for the 2024 season, including a new expanded format for the AB Sundex 1895 Cup. The Betfred Championship will continue as a 14-team competition, with the top six teams qualifying for a playoff series, culminating in a grand final to determine the champions. The next bit's contentious. It's what were the same this season and the last few seasons, but the final will be played at the home ground of the team ranked highest during the regular season. Personally, not a fan. I don't. I mean, you can... We'll, we'll dissect this part by yeah. part once you've reached the end of the statement. Right, and then Betfred League One will be a nine-club competition with each side playing 20 matches, 10 at home and 10 away. This will involve four loop fixtures for each team to determine, be determined by seedings based on 2023 finishing positions, which similar do that in Super League as well. Yep. A contingency model has also been devised for an eight-team competition, which would see a team play each other three times um, in a 21-round programme. That's obviously relating to Newcastle, I would yeah. imagine. Uh, the League One Grand Final will be played on October 6th at the home ground of the team highest ranked. So it doesn't actually mention the playoff structure um, on this. Um, and it says we would probably... Assu- well, I'd it's a good it question, because how if top six with nine clubs almost seems pointless, you almost need a top four. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's why, maybe they're waiting for the Newcastle decision to be final before announcing. Yeah, because can you imagine an eight-team league where six of you make the playoffs? <laughs> like, what is the actual point? I just feel sorry for uh, whoever's down at bottom too, really. Um, but yeah, importantly, clubs in both leagues have been invited to join a forum to consider the best structure below Super League for 2025 and beyond, which doesn't necessarily relate to this year, but just the fact that they're being involved in that and the discussions are going on, I guess, helps. Um, so, in response to representations from League One clubs that they would benefit from being able to offer more fixtures to their supporters, I know that were a right mouthful, um, a new structure has been devised for the AB Sundex. At what point would we have been better just putting this on the screen? Yeah, well, we're not doing that. We've so. committed now. Yeah, I hope you've got your listening things on. Yeah, plus, it doesn't help the audio listen. listen That's it. true. He- hello, <laughs> Spotify, how are you? Um, so, the competition introduced in 2019, the 1895 Cup, um, is going to provide provides a second more realistic chance for clubs outside the Super League to reach Grand, um, Challenge Cup final day at Wembley. So, in 2024, the 13 England-based Championship clubs will join eight League One clubs with Cornwall graciously opting not to take part, which we will come to later. There's definitely some contentious point on that. Also, just before you continue this statement, we've got the brilliant nationalism on the show today. The English clubs... The England shirt. He decided about five minutes before filming this, he didn't want to come dressed as a tennis ball again. 
So, see, I did have my, my jumper. We've now got the EDL top on instead. I did have my jumper on, but it is just too warm in the studio today. Again, remember. sorry to the Spotify viewers. Oh, I'm missing out Callum's fashion show here. Just imagine him on a catwalk, and there you are. Job done. So, right. So, in, in these um, 13 and 8 clubs will join in 7 groups of 3, which obviously is 21. Um, Thanks, Rachel Riley. <laughs> The groups will be seeded and regionalised, um, with League One clubs awarded home advantage in any fixtures against Championship opposition. I already hate this, but let's. We'll get to it. We'll get to let's, it. We'll start on the league anyway. Well, but... we've still got bits to go. The oh, top God. team in each group will qualify for quarterfinals, joined by the best performing second team, second place team. The latter to be determined by competition points initially, and then if necessary by points difference. Yada yada yada. Um, further details will be provided when the full fixture list for Championship League One and uh, 1895 Cup is published on Sunday, the third of December. The good thing I think, which is just at the end here, is that they'll actually be played all very early in the season, these three group, um, two group fixtures. Um, the first one being the weekend of January 27th and 28th, which is earlier than, I assume, the start of the season, unless they have a mad early start. I would assume this is rap, effectively competitive game number one. Yeah, um, so it'll basically, everything else is going to... Well, the remaining two rounds of fixtures will be played in February because obviously there is three rounds per group but every team will only play twice because be, a team will get a There'll week, be a bye a round, yeah. Or whatever, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see whether this is like a midweek thing or not once season starts. Whatever. That We don't know that yet until the fixtures come out. Which, no, I guess being regionalised, it does leave that open a bit, doesn't it, to what yeah. the IFL want? Well, I mean, yeah, well, if you I, mean I guess to an extent, but let's... Should we come back to that when we touch on the competition? Because I guess there's a few interesting clubs to regionalise. Yeah, here. we're going to go through and kind of we're going to try and best guess what we do or what they're going to do with the groupings. Because that's a bit of a, and I think I mean we're going to go on to the cup, so I'm not even going to. Let's go part on the, the cup and jump straight yeah. into the league. So I guess the key talking points here are playoffs in the championship still, which the same structure as well. I'm. I mean, I'm getting reports from our live report on the ground that. Featherstone is in anarchy at this because it means they will win the league and somehow bottle it for what the fifth straight successive year. Something like that. I mean, I don't know how many million pound games they've been in, but I mean, oh, they didn't even I make mean, it this year though. That's the funny thing. Like, it's well, not no, funny. But sorry, Fed fans, it's not funny. I'm gonna say like it is funny. <laughs> the Bradford fan hates you. I don't think this is news. Um, but yeah, I think I like the. Pl- I mean, the playoff structure has been shown to work just this season, I guess, as well with London going up. Like it works, it's exciting. I is mean- it right though? And I guess this is what we've. We can't. I remember many, many moons ago, back when actually were we at home at this point? We might have been. Once upon a time, there was a club called Toronto who went bankrupt, and we had to find someone to replace them in Super League. And if I remember right, the club that went up didn't actually win the previous season or lose the million pound game to Toronto that season. Because it was Lee who got the nod and, and it was London. Featherstone that no, lost London. the million pound game. London went down the se- that season from Super League, if I remember rightly. Uh, yeah, because all London beat Toronto in the initial million pound game Toronto got to an end. London beat Toronto, yeah, season, then yeah. Toronto yeah, yeah, beat yeah. Featherstone the same year London got relegated and then about three rounds into 2020 Toronto decided we don't want to pay our players anymore and... Yeah, oh, and that's... I mean, that's very much the simple version. There was a lot more politics and arguing with that and I'm 
very sure the Toronto Wilson. fans will be very unhappy to the extent they still actually cared about rugby league. That, you know, we don't touch on their terrible ownership and all that drama. Perhaps that's a feature special for another day. Yeah, potentially. But we're back here again then in terms of the clubs that are actually winning the second tier, not then making that step up and progression. Is that actually the right move? I mean, it's interesting. This is the big debate, I guess, because, I mean, the amount, like, Fev were very clear at the top this year. Like, very, very clear. It's, it's different when there's only one spot, and like you say, you've got, again, if we look back to that Toronto and Fev season, because that's a great one to, to hack back to. I think they played each other three times in the regular season, Toronto winning twice, Featherstone once. Or oh, that might have been the year Leaf played yeah. Fed. Whichever one it was. We had two very clear runaway teams who did ultimately go on to contest the million pound game. So you kind of think at that point it's all evened itself out in the wash and that makes sense to have the top two almost in a grand final-ish for the Super League place. Yeah. Now is... Does it sit right that a team like London who finished completely off the place in fifth then go on and win the million pound game. Well, I mean, as a Leeds fan, I'm sure you're aware of... I'm very aware of what winning from fifth is like. And there is a question of actually, do we we win the league in theory? But to be that far off the league leaders, have we actually won? Yeah, I think this opens up a lot of other debate around the whole whole idea of doing that as well. But then you've got to look at... like, I mean, American sports is probably the platform you've got to go off, and they do it and it works well and it provides so much. Don't get me wrong, there. We've also got American so sports that are quite often the laughing stock of the entirety of Europe. I just, I think it'd be very boring. I mean, the championship this year, how boring would that have been? Like, I know as a Bradford fan, going to them last few games where it were like we were fighting to get third and get a good seeding in the playoffs, it's exciting. Whereas, we knew, after, we knew halfway through the season that Fed were going to win league. But then this, I think, is a wider structure problem that I think has been persistent for a long time, both in the licensing era where actually winning the championship was pretty pointless, but then also in promotion and relegation. Because surely if this is the case, you come back to, well, the winners of the championship table should automatically go up. And then there should be the second team being a playoff winner. If we were sitting here watching Cass and Wakefield go down, Featherstone go up as clear league champions and London win the playoffs, I don't think we have this discussion. No, but they obviously... I mean, that could be what ends up coming to fruition under IMG. I, I doubt it. But, I also have my doubts on that. But I, I agree, I think that would be the only solution I could think of. Because let's face it, I think you could have said a number of sides in the Championship that would have beaten either Cass or Wakefield at the end of I, last I, season. I genuinely think any of them. I the mean, you saw Cass were... on the last day. They were dreadful. Yeah, any I know the they were already were. safe by that point, and you know, there's a mentality of game doesn't matter. But, you know, that, that was against their biggest rivals who they'd beaten twice already that season and they couldn't even get up for it. You could have given them all six Viagra and they couldn't even get up for that game. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Yikes. You know, where's, where's the fairness in it? 
I guess is the first question. Yeah, I mean, like I've, I've and been... that links back to you know what is the point of competing the championship? Because then, and again, this is a complete other tangent of the IMG grading system. You can win the league leaders' shield in the championship for nearly five seasons in a row. But if you've not got LED boards at side of your pitch, you're not going up. Like, this comes on the day London have basically closed their entire academy to put boarding around the pitch. Because that's what gets them the half a grade point. I have a lot, you know, I look at the championship this year and think the clubs have made some really exciting signs. I mean, we've seen the likes of Greg Eden at Halifax, for example. Some big, big ambitious signings. Richie Myler to York, another one. And that's all great, but this is where this system falls down. Because surely you, the idea of the league is you want the best teams on the pitch, not the ones who've got the fanciest corporate facilities. Yeah, and I guess the academies would filter into that because the academy is the foundation of what your team's going to be like in three, four years. If you want to have a solid community base with your club, then that's working with the grassroots in your area. And if we're sat here looking at London, you know, we've got a vid that came out on the channel the other week, go take a look on it, being why London are right for Super League. And one of the key things we talked about was the academy and the untapped potential, particularly given how many union clubs there is and and kids that won't make it in that sport, you know. We talk about code conversions. Okay, they're not always easy. We only have to look at Luther Burrell, for example. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, we've watched Burgess transfer across them well. Denny Solomon has gone over and smashed it in Union. I mean, we're talking about boys coming over the former Harlequins prop on trial with the Rhinos as we speak. Why are we not using this potential and allowing the academy to shut? For what, let's face it, is much more trivial things. But that's the easy point wins. This doesn't make sense and this isn't the logical improvement to the competition that everyone really wanted IMG to be. No, I I definitely agree with that. But I guess this is again going back over to IMG, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, I guess there's also the thing there. Championship and League One promotion relegation sounds like it's on. Well, the way it's structured with the playoffs and stuff, yeah. Um, that would suggest that we've got movement between those divisions. Now, I think, obviously, we touched on the draft rankings last time, maybe. We've definitely yeah. mentioned them on yeah, an yeah. episode. Yeah. And kind of commented on how there was not much of a gap there between the B and the C tier teams. So we're saying that the category Bs and Cs are somewhat free-flowing across the two divisions and that's why we're allowing that. But then we've got category Bs in Super League going down to Castleford and Bradford as it was in 13-14 on those that were barely behind the likes of Toulouse, Wakefield, Huddersfield, Lee. But then you've also got Featherston who's category B who are categorically championship looking at that because they're nearly two grade points behind 12th. Yeah. How can we have this free-flowing B and C progression at one level, but then say to some B clubs, you're not better than other B clubs? Now, if we sat saying competitively here, 
I mean, for argument's sake, let's say London, who just scraped in B-tier by 0.07. Let's say they won the championship to get promoted as a C-tier club and pick one of the A-team. We'll pick Hull FC because they were the lowest ranked A-team last season. Let's say they went down. Don't come for us, Hull FC fans. I can understand you saying a bit more, we can't promote a C-tier team to Super League. That makes some logical sense. But if we're allowing Category B clubs, which I think is everyone from 7th down in those rankings in Super League, how is Category B Castleford, Wakefield, Lee, Huddersfield, Featherstone, York? How are these different? Where's the differentiator in these categories? Yeah. This doesn't sit right personally I think he's undoing a lot of the initial positives that it looked like this had on the league well I think I mean I I know we're going to find out a lot more I assume before we get to playoff time at championship but I do I think the only thing they could do to be fair was keep it the same for next year I think I, I mean if we're going back to what to the actual structure of it of the championship next year, I think it is probably what we expected. It's just the same as last year. Yeah. Without any sort of confirmations on promotions, relegations. But I imagine they will come, hopefully, before the actual season starts. Hopefully. Um, but, I mean, I guess we can move on to League One, which is going to be a strange one being an eight-team competition. Yeah, now obviously we don't know what the fate of Newcastle is at this point. We understand they may have been bought out, but we don't quite know how that's interacting with whether or not they'll play uh, regional amateur level or whether they're going to be in the semi-pro league one, quite what the deal is there. Yeah, well, we are recording this exactly a week before this goes out as well, so any of this, we'll just caveat, could change in the next week. Yeah. Potentially. Like I say, London losing the academy is literally breaking news from this morning. So that just gives you an idea on timelines here. I can't imagine too much is going to be announced in this next week, but obviously I think as we approach more of the fixtures and stuff coming out at the end, start of December, we'd definitely be expecting some form of update on that. Yeah, definitely. For me, it's got to be a 14 playoff, surely. Six from potentially eight is far too many. Even nine is too many. It is, yeah. It's, it's over. It's two-thirds of your league getting in the playoffs. I mean, you don't say welcome to the EFL Championship, the top 18 are in the playoffs, do you? Yeah. Um, so I think I think they will... Or are I we think... keeping the automatics potentially? Because actually, just to flip back to what I was saying earlier on how it should have been done between Super League and Championship, Champion League 1 had it right with the league leaders going up and then the rest in a playoff. Yeah, they did. So maybe, it's a, maybe we're doing a top three here. Winners go up. Second and third go straight into, well, it's not going to be the million pound game, the 500k game. <laughs> it's definitely not even that much, is No, it? it's probably about 50 quid, isn't it? <laughs> but, you know, the 50 pound playoff don't quite have the same ring to it. It, might, it does, to be fair. That's not bad. It did sound better than I thought. There you go. IMG, you can have that for free. We won't even charge you the 50 quid. But, yeah, I think the League One one's interesting. Um and with the, I guess the loop fixtures were expected as well. Well, there was talks of the reserve grades, wasn't there, going in, which I just I don't know about you. That, to me, was just ridiculous. I think the reserve grades being in there only works if it's a closed-off league. Um, 
and I am um, completely cue the mood lighting. Completely tongue tied about that's completely throwing me off. Is that like? <laughs> yeah, the reserve well, I, grade I only it, works really for those top teams who have probably got the better reserve outlets to actually. And it has to be closed off. That. You, you don't. What what happens when you get to having like? Leeds Rhinos reserves in championship because they've been promoted from League One. Well, I mean, that is a <laughs> I mean, I guess you can do that because it's only like we've got the likes of uh, Young Ajax, Barcelona B, Bayern Munich second, etc. running around the football pyramids across Europe. We've got the under-23s in the... I want to call it the Johnson's Paint Trophy, but God knows it's not even that anymore. Select Carl Eason, is it? It's Papa John's, isn't it? Has it changed? It's been renamed again. It's, no, it's the Bristol Street Motors Cup. That's it. I've that's, got a mate who's a Bolton fan, so that's how I know about this. We were on about this the other Papa day. John's. That is worse. It Papa, is. Papa John's, I quite I had him into it. I mean, you got uh, you won pizza. That's worth playing for. Yeah, true. What do this, you win now? <laughs> actually, that's a good Ford point. Fiesta. Well, they're not making them anymore. Yeah, well, it's not going to be new ones, is it? It's going to be old. Bristol Street Motors. They're what? Shitty Ford, Ford <laughs> Cafe from like, nine, like 2099. But anyway, yeah. Let's just imagine that insert Wembley with just a Ford cap plonked in the middle of it. There we go. But yeah, I think um, I think like the reserves could work in the 1895 Cup potentially. But then, does every team have a reserve? No, because what's going to happen is you're going to get somebody like Saints and Wigan in the Challenge Cup final. Then you're going to get Saints and Wigan reserves <laughs> in 1895. Yeah, and guess, it's just going to yeah. be shit. The whole point of this cup was to give the smaller teams in the lower leagues a chance that they would never traditionally get without some miracles under the old format of getting to Wembley. Because let's face it, the closest was Halifax getting a semi against Saints, wasn't it, the other year? Yeah. Which, did anyone really expect them to beat St. Helens? And, you know, fair play, they gave a good account of themselves, but... Yeah, they didn't do too bad, did they? They did the championship proud, but they never really troubled beating them either. I don't mind the idea of the 1895 Cup final is is good and it and it works. Oh, I like, like the competition. Should... I just don't think it's space for reserve grade. No, I mean the only way you could do, go around that, I'd be doing under. You kind of want to put teams in that you know are going to not win it like under 19. You'd be like under 19s rather than reserves. But I get. I, but when Jacksonville kicks it off the post for Baby Tansy to score <laughs> against Bradford in the but, 1895 Cup final. But I've um, I've talked myself <laughs> out of that idea actually now. Um, or you've talked. We both talked me out of it. Um, but I guess does that segue us straight into 1895 I think it does and I mean well welcome back to the part of the podcast where I have plenty to say on many things do you want to get your Cornwall rant out for yeah you do your Cornwall rant I'm being left to rant am I yeah you rant right and um, then we'll go on to what we, where we'd put the teams so we love a good statement and I'm now going to do a Cal and I'm going to read the exact statement out even though we could put this on the screen, but obviously you guys on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, he knows I'm in for long haul now, so we can just get... I'm chilling. He's on the hip flask now, getting <laughs> the whiskey down. Um, so yeah, I'll, so following yesterday's announcement regarding the Championship of League One structure, uh, don't care about that bit. Provide some context as to why Cornwall will not be in the revamped, what did I call it earlier, the AB Sundix 1975 Cup. Yeah. That one. Um... During recent discussions amongst League One clubs regarding the structure, Cornwall was asked by the collective if it would consider sitting out the competition for 24 only to ease the logistical burden for the other clubs. 
The club thought this was a decision that would allow swifter resolution to be reached for the coming season and have graciously agreed to request not to partake in the competition. Um, based clear comments from the chief exec, Rob Butland, Cornwall is a club which has the expansion and development of the sport at its core. Whilst our preference would have been to take part in the Cup in 2024, discussions with fellow clubs, it was ultimately decided that the interest of the wider game, they would agree to the request and withdraw from the current competition. That's the sort of statement that makes me very frustrated to be a rugby league fan. And you know what? Fuck the M62 with that. Because this is just... You're beefing with motorways, man. It's just a motorway. Well, not... I mean, the road <laughs> itself is bloody yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, it it's, dry, it's the bane of my life. But... What is going on with the League One clubs? Do you know what? Hang your heads in shame over this. It's just not good enough. I mean... How many attempts do we actually look at expansion and think, okay, this makes sense? You know, we've tried it in Hemel. They've gone back to Amateur League. Scholars have just gone. Gloucestershire All Golds didn't last. Coventry Bears are on about the fifth rebrand now to become the Midlands Hurricanes. And, I mean, I guess they're a very interesting point we'll touch on shortly when we discuss the whole regionalising the groups. I mean, you've spent an entire few years kicking off about Toronto, Ottawa, New York and the costs involved in that. Not necessarily in the financial that was being covered, but the whole how do you have semi-pro players going to play in Canada? What happens to visas because inevitably they've all assaulted someone outside a random nightclub in some scratty town like... I don't know. I will Castleford, there we go. What happens in Big Fellas stays in Big Fellas. Well, that is... Our Bradford slash Castleford fan friend knows that very well. He does, doesn't he? He, he does. He's a, he's a frequenter there. I'm yeah. starting to get a bit concerned a, about him. Shout out Harry if you've got this far in the pod. A regular Big Fella goer. <laughs> he loves a Big Fella. <laughs> oh dear, we've just lost a friend now. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, your mate from the Bradford bus who's probably being convicted of racial assault at this point, yeah. <laughs> which we won't repeat on air for very obvious reasons. Um, what was I saying? I've got lost now. Oh, yeah. So you can't get visas to go to half of these places. But, hey, you can travel to Cornwall without being arrested. Just hire a bloody coach. Like, I am sorry, I do. I appreciate there's a professional semi-pro gap here and, you know, we have to be logistically planning about when these games are taking place. Definitely. You know, there's no good point on a Friday night or last thing on a Sunday late kickoff, for example, because, I mean, let's assume Newcastle do exist. And they draw them away at any point. Okay, I accept that is a trek. But you're still playing each other in the league. They're still going to have to check. You're already league. going to Cornwall. Potentially on a loop as well. And from what I gather here, there's not even been a request for Cornwall to play their games away. It's just straight up don't compete. What message is that sending to any other UK-based clubs outside of the Heartlands? And also for the RFL to actually allow this, first of all. And also, let me just... I know it's, it's your round, but I just wanted to add then, I just thought... If you think about Cornwall and its geographical location, it is 
fundamentally nearer to Wembley than pretty much the majority of a team. As in, you actually might get, if they, I know they probably wouldn't get there, and that's probably why they thought, let's cut us cloth and just not do it. But if you could build around a chance of going to Wembley and you can actually I sell it down there. Do you know how I think you get around that? And this is what they should have told these League One clubs. You are fine not to travel, but you forfeit the game losing 40-0. And yeah, then we'll see so. who makes the decision. It depends who... It's all about... It's. I mean, the way... We don't know exactly how the seeding and regionalising these groups, but you could put... You could say, right, let's look at some teams who probably are financially capable to travel to Cornwall. I don't know. I'm just thinking... Keithley, they could afford Luke Gale for six months, so they can afford a coach to Cornwall. But even... Like, I mean, I'm going to say, like... Wakey and Bradford could definitely go down. Well, if Wakefield can go to Toulouse and Catalans in the same season, they can go to Cornwall. Oh, but the thing is that, and this, isn't a, this is not... What's next? Play them in June so they can have a summer holiday. The thing is, you've got to nail this down. As, that This is not necessarily like... I'm sure Wakefield would have gone with that. Well, by the sound of this, it's the fault. League One clubs that's the collective here. So I think the Championship are less of a problem. But then, I mean, but then also RFL, for the f- practicality of having seven groups of three needed a team to drop out so it, it kind of were like who were going to be the one who got asked to I mean I guess there's a spanner in the works there of what happens with Newcastle well yeah because they must now be automatically excluded regardless if they wait hang on 13 and 8 no this doesn't work this is with Newcastle in, so, so if Newcastle do not compete in League 1 we have 20 teams going into a 21-league format and a 21st has been bullied out of the competition. This just gets worse. Can I just say, do, if that is what happens, right, then, and I know Cornwall would be right to not accept this. I'd, but, I'd like them to not accept but it. Tell them to go shove it up the, their metaphorical the fund, arse. The central funding that should have gone to Newcastle that has been, I assume, preliminarily planted go should then go on that travel. To get to Cornwall and include them. Well, that's what that was. What also, what I also find interesting here is the key wording for the 2024 competition only. So, what is the resolution going forward? Is this that they're all too bone idle to get round the table before December? Yeah, it's. Um... We've all had our end of season parties, so now we're all on a 70 week hangover. Like. Come on, this is the entire sport at stake. If Newcastle drop out, what actually is the option here? Are we going to have one random amateur club just pop up out of nowhere? I mean, Bring up Fat O'Heath Crusaders I mean, for a day had, out? That would be not a bad... I mean, don't get me wrong, this is... I'd but then if, rather call if we're doing in. that, though, then just bring the NCL into it anyway. Yeah, as like a little... You could have League One and NCL as a little pre... But then the whole point of it is to give League One clubs more but then the, attendance. Which is fine. I mean, who wouldn't love a good Bradford Bulls trip down to, I don't know, Lock Lane? Yeah. Who wouldn't standing against the white railing back in... It's well, like being yeah. at Sheffield. <laughs> oh, that'd be a battle of the... I mean, a lot of teams will have a better ground than Sheffield, to be fair. Like in the amateur game, obviously. Um, <laughs> Right, but I feel like, are you reckon you rant over or? I might chip in with some more angry comments, but I feel like you can take are, over. Are we right? I'm thinking, right, so we've got seven groups, seeded and regionalised. 
So seeded is the how regionalised is regional. Well, what, well, first of all, what have we got? We've got thirteen and eight. So realistically, we're talking two championship and a league one. Apart from and one then group. one group is going to have double league one, unless Newcastle pull out, in which case it's one group of two, which is going to be interesting. Yeah, and I'm going to get up on my phone. Um, I'm going to get up like sort of the teams. Okay. So that I, we don't miss anyone. I mean, I guess do we start with what are probably the more obvious? Because you've probably got a bit of a hub around, certainly Yorkshire and Lancashire, well, of course. Let me just say, the most obvious one, the three teams that have to be together, are Workington, Whitehaven and Barrow. Which all fits because we've got Any, like, they two championship in Whitehaven and Barrow, yeah, Workington who didn't get promoted and stay in League One. So that, straight away... Big tick, Cumbrian rivalries, that sounds positive. And it, we like that group. The only worry with that is how are they seeding it? Are they seeding it based on position or just Championship and League One? Do you, if you're seeding it on position... I, I mean, I feel like with that. the whole regionalised, it doesn't matter how you seed it, that's the case. Because you don't know how... Re- if they've gone Cumbria, Yorkshire, Lancashire, etc. And then just done a draw. Midlands. Right, well, we'll put... So, <laughs> are we saying Group One... Ticks off. I feel like Cumbria makes sense. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. And right. Which means the RFL won't do it because they don't do anything sensical. But next. And I think next, an obvious one, because there's a lack of other teams around the area, I think Oldham, yep. although this is contentious because of the league and the seeding, Oldham, Rochdale, Swinton. So you think that's double le- the double That'd league one? double league one, I think. I think it potentially has to be. Or do you put... Unless you're somebody like a witness in this. I mean, I'm going to get the the leagues up myself, actually, because at the moment I'm trying to remember who's in the blooming championship, which is... There's a lot of teams in the championship. There's a lot of forgettable teams in the championship as well. No disrespect to their fan bases, but you're just very nondescript. So I just... It's it's going to be... I mean, I think the Cumbria will... I'd be so shocked if it's not not that. But then I think we've got to look at... It's so hard. I mean, I'm just looking. There's a lot... I mean, let's just. I mean, I guess there's the other one there that makes sense. Doncaster, Sheffield, and then you've kind of got these a few of these where you can get two of them that work really well, and it's which other championship teams you put with them. I think Doncaster, Sheffield, York works well, but, but then, Doncaster a championship now, so it's going to be a League One in that one. So Doncaster, Sheffield, and Hunslet. I think Hunslet have got to be we won at more Oh, because Dewsbury have gone up, haven't they? Yeah. So that only leaves... That's your problem because you'd have... Because this is the thing, Dewsbury have gone up now, so you've only got Hunslet There's only in Hunslet League One York. from Yorkshire. Yeah. So they've almost got to de facto go with Chef and Donny. I think Sheffield... Or do you put Newcastle. Midlands in with those I two? Think put New, I think... Oh, no, actually, Midlands is probably closer. Because oh, Midlands are kind of out of this from everybody. No, but, but South Yorkshire is at least South Yorkshire. But then you've got what to do with Crusaders. Crusaders because I guess they go, go with Widnes and with... Swinton, perhaps. But then are you, how are you doing with your Oldens and your Rochdales? Because then you've lost Widnes. So some team has got to go across Pennines. A championship club has got to. Could it be Bulls? Because they've got the fan base but to where do are it. You going to have, we've got to, it's got to be Bradford Keefley, hasn't it, really? I think Fax could. Oh, do you go Keithley, Dewsbury, Fax? Dewsbury, Blue, Batley, I think. Dewsbury, I think you get Dewsbury, Batley, Hunsley. This is difficult. Right, I feel like... If you're doing Keithley, Dewsbury and Batley together... 
Although, ironically, Bradford and Dewsbury, you almost think battle your old ground. Potentially. I'm going to go get a bit of pen and paper. I love how we're having to write this out. Do you know what? I'd love to know what exec in the RFL is bodging this together. They might listen. They might actually listen. You genuinely not have a proper pen. Have you just had to take a full bloody whiteboard pen? through it. Right. Here we go. Look, there's a whole bunch of pens there. What was an actual pen? That's genuinely gone flying through the Sorry, entire audio, podcast. audio listeners are missing a right, uh, right well, visual podcast. As you can see, we are more professional than the RFL because we actually have pen and paper, not just rocks in a cave. Right. Group one, so we're saying... Let's White. tick this off. Whitehaven, Barrow, Workington. And that's got to be job done. Yeah. And that fits your two championship, one league one. Yeah, we almost should have written all these teams down so we can cross them off as we go. Yeah, but... Right. So I guess where do we want to go next? West Yorkshire, maybe? Think, or do we think we want to start with well, some of the more easy ones? I think we can definitely ones? put Sheffield and Doncaster together. And so I then think we need Mid- a League One. I think Midlands, though, as well. I think that's probably the sensible place to put Midlands. Or do you put Newcastle with them? No, because that's further. You'd put them with a York. Well, Newcastle, York. Because at least that's on the LNER train line. Right. Yeah, but so, so we think... True, but we can't just plan it around. LA. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to think more. York in North Yorkshire haven't got anyone else geographically local. Neither of Newcastle. They're relatively easy connected. Right, I would say Midlands. I think I'd go Midlands if I was in charge of this. Right, Midlands. Right, Group Three. Well, Group Three. We're saying York potentially Newcastle, subject to being solvent at the I time. I wouldn't necessarily do that one. I'd do the Widnes and North Wales because we know them two are definitely okay. Gonna be yeah. Yeah, because I can't really see anywhere else you put Crusaders. Well, they have to be. And then, I actually think you could then go Swinton. You're going Swinton and sending one of the Yorkshires over the Pennines, rather than sending one of the Yorkshires to Wales. I think so, yeah, so Swinton. Right, I think that works. Right, Group 4. It'll be interesting to see what happens if Crusaders get promoted, because this is going to throw a right spanner. Are we saying Bradford, Keithley, Defoe? I'm not convinced it's Defo. But they're literally both Bradford though. It makes sense and there's a you know, it's there's a, a rivalry, rivalry, there's an away day. If we're marketing this as a competition to actually get fans in. I'm putting Bradford Keefer. Which if we're the RFL we want this to be a success, you want some but interesting matches. I will leave that yet, because that's so the ones we so definitely put in there. together. Uh, so then are we think we're definitely gonna put I think the I think the two league one one has to be Rochdale Oldham. Well, I'm looking geographically at this. We've got an abundance of... So so we've got those two Lancashire teams, because who have we got in League One next year? We've got Keithley, who are spoken for. Newcastle, who are spoken for, if they exist. Hunslet, who we have touched on, but we've not wrote down yet. I think I've got a good spot for him, yeah. Yeah. Oldham, Crusaders, we've done. Workington, we've done. Rochdale, Midlands, we've done. Cornwall are withdrawn, and Scholars don't exist. So it's got to be. So, right. So Rochdale Oldham, I'm thinking that's your double one. I'm thinking you send Fax over. Well, we already put Bradford in another one, so Fax is the next logical one. Yeah, the closest over that way. Yeah. Fax, and that's not terrible. I don't mind. That's not a bad away day if you're a Fax fan. Um, right, group. So that's we've still got to chuck a league uh, championship club in the the Bradford one. Let's bear that in mind. Yeah, and we've got. 
another group which I think you, the thing is with the seeding is you're going to have to put Wakey and Fev together just based on geographical for the regional but then seeding does which that. then we've got another problem down in the League 1 clubs again but I think give me it Batley, Dewsbury Hunslet I think that makes most sense I think if you're a Hunslet fan you fancy your chances more in those games rather than getting spanked by Featherstone and Wakefield right I've put that in down right so We've now got... So what have we got? We've got one full group to do, which is going to be the Fev Wakefield got, group. Yeah, and yeah. then we've got another team to... So we've got Wakey, Fev, and then we should have no more championship clubs. Or we should have one championship club left. So we've still got... Shit, which is... Right, let me get the table. I've got the table. Let's have... So we've got Featherstone, we've got Bradford, got Chef, got Wakefield. It's York. We've got... Your... York we Newcastle, are we? we haven't got it to that point yet. Though. Have we not wrote that down yet? And Newcastle and Bradford Keithley. Oh no, York could do with Bradford and Keithley. But I think you'd... This is with this is tough. They've got a job on their hands here, haven't they? I don't think they're competent enough for this. So how many teams have we got left? So we've York got and Newcastle. We've got York and Newcastle. Who we did ironically say we'd put together. And now, but now we can't. Wakey and Fev. So the, Newcastle are going to have to go with Wakey and Fev. To get the champ, to get the League One team in there, but they won't mind. Which that. is fine because Wakefield's on the LNER line. If we come back to the and logistic Fev, factor, and Fev's a bus ride away from Wakefield. Well, Featherstone, you don't want to go to anywhere. You'll get eaten by the locals. So but then, and then you've got York with Bradford and Keithley, which is potentially the hardware. That's a bit more of a. But the shit problem is, Doncaster York, York don't up. fit in anywhere really, apart from with Sheffield and Doncaster potentially. They're over that way. But even then, it's not look. They're not low. Regionally, in the region of North Yorkshire, which I know they're kind of not fully north, but you know, whatever. We'll, put your, we'll do it like that anyway. But well, we're going to have to for the seeding. Yeah, so that's what we're saying. So, I'll read through. These are our groups. You got If these are 100% right, we won't pay in. <laughs> RFL, we, we, we are taking over the RFL. I mean, do you know what? We couldn't do a worse job. We'd probably not get told to fuck off by Samoa. Right, Group 1, Whitehaven, Barrow and Workington. Group 2, Sheffield, Doncaster, Midlands. Group 3, Widnes, Swinton and North Wales. Group 4, Bradford, Keithley, York. Group 5, Rochdale, Oldham and Fax. Group 6, Batley, Dewsbury, Hunslet. And Group 7, Wakey, Feb and Newcastle. Do you know what, if I'm Newcastle... I think I'll stick to amateur leagues. But I also think <laughs> it's mad that Wakey and Fev, only one of them potentially would be going through. That's why I don't see him doing it. Or but do you batter Newcastle so much, no offence to Newcastle, that you're the best second place team? But do, you, do they go for the way of the seeding? They do like a top seven, so what, which is Wakey and the other top six. Other ones from the top seven. So one to seven last year with Wakey swapped in. Wakey taking London's place, yeah, yeah. makes sense. The bottom seven at Championship are then like the six seed two. And then oh, we're not remapping it based on that because no, that'll be no, a nightmare. But do you see they might do it like that and then regionalise it within them seeds? You see, that key word regionalise is confused. If you're doing it like that, nobody's going to be within region because yeah. they're just so disoriented. But anyway, right. That's our groupings. The whole competition's a shambles. But we'll be Cornwall there. Cornwall <laughs> got shafted. 
And we've got to go pay money to watch half of these games. Yeah, it'll be. I think it's. See, could... see if we venture outside of our region or how big our region actually is. Yeah, we could be travelling far. It depends who we decide could to Could be off to bloody Midlands at this rate. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Apart from the fact that the ground's an absolute ass to get to. <laughs> and actually, the League One clubs are at home. Yeah, I know. So, so Featherstone and Wakefield to go away to Newcastle. Yeah, but I think oh, like, God, if you're a Wakey fan, you probably like that. If you're a Featherstone fan, you've probably not been outside of other than Castle for about four years. Right, I think that, that might be a good time to end this week's pod. To People be have five fingers up there. Oh, dear, all right. I'm shook. Mind you, at least I'm not getting robbed by a Cornish pirate. And on that note, I think that is time to end yeah. the podcast. Um, so next week, we have got the... Awards. Which, funnily enough, I'm in charge of, so we'll see how chaotic that ends up. Yeah, that'll be some good fun. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think of the restructure and what, how you think the groupings will go. And yeah. And Matt Healy, when you're coming on. Yeah. Perfect. See you next time. See ya. <laughs>